Hey, what's up? Welcome into Breaking the Huddle, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's a college football tradition. No tailgate or watch party is complete without Dr. Pepper. I'm Joel Klatt, and thank you for joining us tonight. Matt Leinert and Stuart Mandel is going to join me shortly. Can't wait for that to talk about these rankings. Make sure to subscribe to Breaking the Huddle uh, as a podcast on iTunes. You can listen to it at any point during the week. We also want you, the fan, to be a part of the show. So comment. We'll respond if we can. We'll also put some of those comments up. And if you really like the show, and this is where we need your help a little bit, please share it. Share it around. Get your buddies involved. And let's talk about college football here for about the next 40, 45 minutes. The second edition of the college football playoff <laughs> rankings, they were just announced. Here's a look at the top 10. As we take a look at the top 10, this is what we've got going on. Alabama stays at number one. Clemson at two. Michigan at three. That stayed the same. Washington Goes up to four. Ohio State, five. Louisville at six. Wisconsin, seven. A&M, eight. Auburn, nine. Penn State is ten. So right off the rip, yes, there's some severe inconsistencies based on what we saw in week one versus now what we've seen in week two. And it just goes to show you that the only thing that you can rely on with this committee is no logic whatsoever. <laughs> I don't quite understand I don't it. either. Um, Matt, I'll let you in on this. Um, what do you think about what we just saw here? Well, I mean, the biggest, you know, obviously LSU dropping 11 spots uh, after really competing hard with the number one team in the country. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, that was interesting to me. <laughs> Texas A&M getting beat on the road against a inf much inferior opponent, and they only dropped four spots. Um, and then obviously the four and five spot is the one where, where we're lacking consistency from week one to week two um, with A&M being ahead of Washington week one. And now all of a sudden Washington jumping Ohio State. By the, the way, I do want to welcome in Stuart Mandel, who's let's, joining us now live. Oh, Stuart, there, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good. 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 to him here um we'll stay right here and talk about this and, and what's going on um everyone listen all you sec people out here you like to think that i'm an sec hater but i'm here to tell you i'm just a committee hater wouldn't you agree with me on this because here's here's why <laughs> you might be a, a hater in both worlds maybe just all around lsu drops like you said from right. 13 to 24 after that slugfest 10 nothing. Mm -hmm. They played Alabama tougher yep. than anybody, anybody but maybe Ole Miss, yeah. certainly tougher than Texas A&M. Meanwhile, Florida loses, albeit to Arkansas, but and Arkansas is a top 25 team, says the gone. committee, and Florida went from 11 to out. <laughs> Just out. Like, I, I don't quite understand what the committee is doing behind those closed doors besides crushing the buffet. I'm certain of it. I, I, am, I am happy, and not just because I'm a Trojan, to see USC in the top 20. I'm with I thought, you on that. I thought possibly last week they may have jumped in um, to see them at 20. I think they're, they're definitely a top 20 team right now. And that really helps Washington big picture now that they have USC and Washington State both ranked. Uh, and they play them in the next few weeks. USC, obviously, they play USC this week. Was there, was there something you were – I mean, obviously, Colorado's at 12, but were, was there something that you think the committee got absolutely right? Um, um, let's, maybe the well, Big 12 what, rankings, Big if, 12 If we're going to talk okay. about that, let's, let's stay right here, and we'll pose the, the question out on Facebook. What did the committee get right this week? Yep. Um, and I'm going to start in the top four because – 
while I have them in just a little bit different order, these are the four best teams in the country. I think both based on resume and by the eye test. Right. And all apologies to Ohio State. And listen, I saw Ohio State live and in person against Oklahoma, and they're impressive. But like any young team, they're inconsistent. Mm -hmm. So their valleys are way lower than Washington's valleys. Washington has been consistent all year long. They've hammered Cal in Berkeley, which no one has been able right. to do. Cal was undefeated at home, including two wins over ranked teams. So, Matt, that's where I thought the committee got it right, up top, which is where they need to get it right. Mm -hmm. Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, and Washington, to me, are the four best teams in the country. You can argue about seeding, but with neutral site semifinal games, it really doesn't yeah. matter. So at least in this week's edition, I don't care what logic they used. It was probably wrong, and I feel bad <laughs> for Kirby Hawkett that he goes right. out there and he's got a – put logic to what is is you know indescribable at times but the top four in my mind I think that's where they got it right so I'll start there yeah I agree too and I think it's so interesting this year and I, I can't remember last year where the two lost teams were at this point in the rankings I know Stanford was a team that that crept up mm -hmm. towards the end there wasn't but, as many two but, lost but teams because remember many... OU started at 15 exactly and they were a one loss and team. I just think that Wisconsin and Auburn and now Penn State, and Penn State needs some help, obviously, but Wisconsin and Auburn both, uh, I know Wisconsin controls their own destiny getting to the Big Ten championship game. And can you imagine if they went out and they beat either Michigan or Ohio State? Just sitting where they're, I just think it's interesting that these two lost teams are within striking distance. Hmm. Auburn obviously has a shot. Uh, I don't think Oklahoma has a, has a shot, obviously, but... Um, uh, to me, that's pretty interesting. I mean, these pretty much say, stayed the same from last week. Wisconsin, Auburn were both in the top 10. Um, is, is there a team outside of the top 10 right now that can make a run in your mind? See, that's, that's where I, I know in previous years we had Ohio State that was 16 in the first rankings, ended up winning the college football year. playoff. Last year it was Oklahoma at 15. They made a run and made it in. I don't see it. People have said, hey, maybe Colorado, because Colorado is a team that controls their own destiny for a conference championship. Oklahoma State, you could put in that same boat. What, what about Utah? Utah, Utah is, is in that so, then, same boat. Yeah. And they would avenge a loss against Washington. I think that the problem with all of those two lost teams, well, let me point at West Virginia. I know yeah. they're getting no love. I would put, they're listen, LSU, no Florida, and West Virginia are the three teams that the committee apparently absolutely hates. Because mm -hmm. um, West Virginia, with only one loss, to an Oklahoma State team who's actually a top 13 team in the country on the road, is getting no love. And their strength of schedule is decent. Their game control is decent. Their strength of record is, is decent. They, they clearly should be a little bit higher. So maybe it's West Virginia because it's just a one loss. But do you really think that out of the Big 12 they're going to take a team? No. No, I don't. And I mean, Oklahoma's the best chance, and they have two losses. Um, Oklahoma State's an interesting team, too, though. They control their destiny in this conference. Uh, and, and this goes back. It's so funny because this goes back to that Central Michigan game with the oh controversial call. If Oklahoma State wins out and they finish, what, 10-2? and two, and If their that, only loss was at Baylor, which is a game I did, yeah. and so let's say the officials actually make the correct call, or the Big 12 does what it should do, which right. is retroactively award the win because this wasn't just a subjective foul that right. was called. It was actually a game operations where you can say that the game was over. Right. They played a play for fun. That'll be a, 
That's interesting, an interesting point, Matt. If they, uh, it, how the committee views them, if they went out, a great point. Because you got to think, if they went out, they'll be somewhere from seven to ten, or so, yeah, it's just an interesting. That game looms large. Yeah. How about the Big Twelve? They have fallen all over oh. themselves. And I'm talking about the conference office, not the teams. Right. The conference office. Listen, I like Bob Bowlesby. I think I think he's done some good things for the Big Twelve. I like a lot of people in that office. In fact, I think that there are some, some great people that care about college athletes, that care about the Big 12 and, and want what's best for the conference. But I got to tell you, I mean, they have failed miserably <laughs> this year. I mean, with the whole expansion, no expansion, the Central Michigan issue, their officiating like the crews. Night football refs. Yeah, I mean, it's bad, right? <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It is bad. Um, so that's Oklahoma State, possibly outside of the top ten. I want to look at now five to ten. And I want to um, – we're having a lot of issues with Stuart Mandel's audio. I knew what he was going to say, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and kind of give you what his opinion was going to be, at least one of them. I don't want to say that this was, was everything. But Stewie, who does a great job, mm-hmm. he, he kind of made a, a terrific point, and that is – the fact that if you look at strength of record, okay. it's almost identical, at least in the top 10, 12, 15, to what the college football playoff rankings are. So basically, if you go down to Colorado, so that's 12th in the college football playoff rankings, it almost mirrors exactly what strength of record is. So they kind of defaulted to this category, which they didn't use a week ago. Last it was week. strength of schedule. Now they went to strength of record. I know that Kirby Hockett used the excuse that last week when they were debating the one-loss team that was potentially above Washington, that one loss was against Alabama, and now that one-loss team, the loss was against Penn State. I've never heard that criteria before. <laughs> so I feel, like I said, I feel bad for Kirby Hockett. I feel like he's just a puppet in that sense along the same lines that Jeff Long was. And that's not meant to disparage those individuals as much as I don't know if I want transparency. It's like, just give me the right. ranking rankings right. and tell me, like... Don't tell us Eat how, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do you, here do they you, are. But do you like... I mean, because we had such a problem. I mean, we played during the BCS era, and there's the computer rankings, and everybody hated the computer rankings. Uh, I, my team was a victim. I thought that the my, BCS rankings were way better than this. Oh, you did? Absolutely. Okay. so then, More variables. Yeah. Um, like Cole's math homework. Cole's math, yeah. The quotient, I mean, God. Cole him. is Matt's son. He's um, an awesome kid, and we were doing math homework before the show. <laughs> I said, None here of you us go, could Joel, get it, that. by the way. <laughs> um, well, because I was just going to raise the point is, do you – there's something said about individuals into a room and, and the luxury of changing their mind. I know there's inconsistencies okay. there, but being subjective and saying, listen, this week I really thought – a&M was a better team than Washington. and I mean, so that is something you disagree with. Let me ask you this, uh, and this is aside from what these actually tell us, because this is a, a great sense. There are players all over the country that no matter how hard they try to not watch this or not have it affect them, it's going to, right, both right. positively oh, and negatively. Yeah. You were one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Can you take me through what 2003 was like? Because you were on the outside looking in, if I'm not mistaken, we, as a team that probably should have played for a national title, but the BCS computers left you out after Oklahoma had lost the Big 12 championship game to Kansas State. Yeah, so, so take me back to 2003. What is it like as a player when your name just doesn't come up? It was, it was difficult. And, and, and going back to that, obviously, I, I think we were 
two, we were two or three, we were three, I think, and Oklahoma was two because LSU was one in the BCS rankings that year. K-State, like you said, beats Oklahoma, yet they don't fall at all. They fell in the, they lost in that championship game. Um, we beat down UCLA by 40, 50 points. Uh, I, I, it was difficult because you think you deserve to be in the game. Obviously, the next year we were able to get in the game against Oklahoma because we were undefeated, but... Um, hammered them. Yeah, we hammered them. And we, we hammered Michigan in the Rose Bowl that year, uh, 03, which was really a good game. We beat it by two touchdowns, but it was a, it was a very evenly matched game. Uh, it was a challenge. It was difficult that it was just left up to all these numbers and system compute, you know, computing yep. Oklahoma ahead of us, even though they had just lost. So, um, you know, I dealt with it on, on one end. Uh, and I can understand your point. Obviously, now we're leaving it up to just guys like, you know, individuals just saying, okay, well, I think, I think this team is better because of X, Y, and Z. I think um, that I like individuals better because I want team people to say, like, listen, I watched the team. I saw that there was a garbage time touchdown versus yes. a Rick. I, I agree with you. I think I would rather see, and, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, the fix that I would like to see already in its infancy. And trust me, this is not just like, oh, we could make it better. These rankings need a fix badly because they're fraudulent in almost every single way because of the criteria that's used is like playing darts blindfolded. So the fix would be add variables. How do you add variables? I think that they should be human. I think that there should be three committee rooms or four. Right, right. And you'd have ADs in this one, media members in this one, ex-coaches in this one, and they all come up with their top 25 poll. And then then they combine them and you average them out. That way, some rogue vote like Barry Alvarez, who clearly right, right. has the loudest voice in the room in this committee, doesn't you know, sway what's going on in the actual poll, which means life and death to all these uh, college football players as well as the coaches. Let's get to a couple of the comments. Justin says, I liked the BCS. SEC dominated. That's very true, <laughs> Justin. No doubt well, about that. they still apparently dominate these rankings, too, so... Nothing much has changed. USC was like the Arkansas BCS. Arkansas number 25. Arkansas. By the way, Jeff Long in the committee room. So you just slipped that one in the back door. Barry Alvarez in the committee room, Wisconsin. That just slipped in the back door right there, number seven. I, like, I, like, I think Wisconsin's good, though. I do think Wisconsin's they, they've good. They've earned the right. Corey says, Texas A&M isn't getting much credit for that New Mexico State win. <laughs> Just saying, keep it fair. Excellent point. You go out there and beat a solid group of five (laughs) member, and uh, I tell you what, and when you couple that, not only that, Corey, when you couple that New Mexico State win with Prairie View (laughs) A&M, now you got something because, listen, when you compare their losses, which is what the SEC folks love to do, right? It's like, hey, who'd you lose to? Oh, well, who? Look at we lost to. Ricky. I was going to say, Ricky says, I think the BCS was a lot better than this. LOL. Do you think Barry Alvarez has too much pull in this this thing? Asks Sean. Yes, I do. I think when you have 12 people in a room, there's always going to be an alpha male. It's kind of the survival survivor model. And uh, I think that Barry Alvarez is the loudest voice in the room. I think that he has too much pull. Um, I think that the Big Ten is probably overrated in the college football playoff rankings. Some other conferences are underrated. Um, One of those being the Big 12. You think the the Big Ten's overrated? I know you don't think Michigan and Ohio State overrated, but you think, what, just because Penn State? I think Penn State is severely overrated. I think that if you just go back down, and people are going to call me a homer, but that's fine. Oklahoma, Colorado, Oklahoma State, Virginia Tech, Utah, West Virginia, North Carolina, Florida State, USC, all of them beat Penn State. 
Do you, I mean, do you disagree? Am I being um, outlandish there? I don't. Obviously, game location matters yeah, and all this. I'm just saying, I, I, I would take all of those teams. Mm. Penn State's very average. Wisconsin has a negative touchdown-to-interception ratio passing the football as a team. They've thrown for nine touchdowns, <laughs> thrown ten interceptions. Well, so, like, I get it when you get into a style of game that fits, but what, what happens when Wisconsin has to play a team Wisconsin played Ohio State. Though. I get it. I get it. And that's why I didn't say Wisconsin. I, I, but I, I, I did say Penn State. I, I think Penn Wisconsin, State is severely overrated at number 10. Listen, like, I, think, severely I think if overrated. you put Wisconsin against Clemson or Alabama, I think Wisconsin, I, I don't know if it's close. But the fact that they've proven it versus Michigan, versus LSU, which offensively obviously is not very good, um, Ohio State, all these teams, I think Wisconsin is earned. I think Wisconsin's a really great defensive football team and again at Penn State they have a great win they have a great win Michigan, against Ohio, Ohio State. State Wisconsin they're all solid they're I mean they are they're also really solid I'm team. not I think when you get to 10 11 12 I mean it's kind of a crap shoot it's a crap point. shoot I mean you can you can split hairs on all these teams because I think Penn State of Penn State Oklahoma Colorado Oklahoma State has the best win of all of those teams uh, yep. yeah I mean they have the best yep. win their losses aren't terrible uh, to, I mean, they got the doors beat down by Michigan, but Pitt, you know, Pitt's won Didn't some help game. that Miami it, hammered Pitt no, I know, this last but, weekend. No, I so. get what you're saying. I, I mean, I'll say it again. I, I, don't, I, th- I don't have – I think Penn State's really overrated. Yeah, I, I don't – yeah, I don't know if they're a top ten fo- – I also thought Nebraska at ten last week was a stretch. A uh, total so. stretch. <laughs> and, and why – the way that Nebraska lost that game, why are they not out of the rankings if Florida is out of the rankings? Again, just no – rhyme or reason the committee is just i mean i gotta tell you that the committee is awful for college football <laughs> they i mean they are terrible at their jobs the fact that they have five you know city athletic directors you? You that have, don't mince you have, words you have zero filter no governor zero <laughs> my wife hates it <laughs> there is no go- do you know why i had to what keep, do i always do you know tell why you why what I do i i'm your calm i'm your calming force take a deep breath it's gonna be okay this you're watching this live is, <laughs> on the internet. Why I had to quit drinking over this is five wor- years ago. This has worked out I well the last two years. This has worked out well the last two years. I was all or nothing. And like um, like you said, the top four teams are the top four teams as we see it. We all agree. We do all agree. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the impact with these rankings that we're going to see because of where they're at, and now what it means moving forward. Okay, yeah. in particular for those teams at the top, because. Washington, which now gets the bump over Ohio State in this version, still has legitimately on the schedule USC in the rankings at 20, Washington State in the rankings at 23, and a date with likely, well, Well, any one of the three, Colorado, Utah, or USC again. Yeah, they're, they're in a great spot. Washington all of a sudden in week two is in a ridiculously good spot. In fact, if you're looking at remaining strength of schedule, they are they are got to one be of the best. The top, yeah. One of the best. I've got to pull that up somewhere. And I'll I think that's that why last week everyone was like, we were so flabbergasted by A and M being a four, but Washington at five was still in a great spot because we had a we had an idea, a feeling USC would move in, Washington State, Colorado. I mean, all these teams. So they still have, like you said, their strength of schedule is one of the best remaining. I mean, they listen, they went out, they're in. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. Uh, I think where the debate really happens is if they end up losing one of these games. 
Their strength of um, schedule is 12th in the nation from here remaining on out. Remaining from here on out, 12th in the nation. Um, their strength of record right now is four. Like I said, strength of record was a huge criteria, apparently, um, in this version of the committee. Um, we're going to get to... Uh, which which conference? I mean, this is this a lot of a lot of chaos has to happen. But which conference do you think has the best chance to potentially get two teams in? All right, so you're looking at Big Ten and the ACC right now are probably sitting the best. Two teams in. I would say the Big Ten is is sitting even more pretty right now than the ACC because you're going to have all these games that. Like, let's say Michigan loses to Ohio State, right. and that's their only loss. They're still going to have a great chance to be rated above Louisville. Right. And this is all, for that to happen, Washington has to lose. Yeah. To Washington, or you, uh, Washington USC this loses, weekend. it opens up the it door for everything. It opens up the, yeah. the door for, for two. Yeah. I don't see it out of the SEC, and the reason is, is because all of the contenders are from the West. Right. So well, A and M is done. Uh, they're they're done. Yeah. Why are they Why I, I, are they ranked and, number and, eight in the country? And, and that's I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, I, I don't know why they're eight, but they're done. They have absolutely no shot. I feel really bad for Trevor. Knight. I do too. I I, he was. He gets yeah, healthy. Yeah, I do too. But um, I would say the Big Ten. Yeah, Big Ten's got the best chance because they're going to have. Think about it now. Winner of Michigan Ohio State probably going to play Wisconsin. The, the biggest. So if Wisconsin, well, like, let's say Wisconsin That's plays a, an undefeated Michigan, and beats them, and beats them in like Which an they, epic they game, could. yeah, I mean, they, a field goal overtime, then you could have you could have Mich- Michigan go if Washington were to lose. I just, you think? I have a fee- I, I just have a feeling that like something needs to happen. Washington needs to lose, but I think once Washington loses, if they do, I think. Everyone is so enamored with Louisville and Lamar Jackson, getting them into the college football He's play. pretty good. No, he's great. And I think Louisville, they've shown flashes that they're one of the best teams in the country. I, I don't know. Them hovering at six, they need help. A little dangerous. A little dangerous. But I just think, I just think the committee, I don't know. I have a, I have a weird feeling about it. Uh, Kenneth asks on Facebook, what's the difference in Ohio State's loss to Penn State and A&M's loss to Mississippi State? Kenneth, I read that question just to point out how dumb it was because Penn State is sitting right in the middle of the rankings and Mississippi State is not. Justin Moving on. says on Facebook, these guys are cool. Need a shout out. Appreciate that, Justin. Um, Duraldo says, why did Texas A&M only drop four spots? Weren't they dominated by three and five Mississippi State? Yes, in fact, that game wasn't even as close as the final score. Right. Um, and again, though, that's the question. That's the, we don't have that answer. Don't have so. that answer. <laughs> um, let me ask you this: Alabama with a loss in regular season play, did they get in the playoff without playing in the SEC championship Oof. game? So basically, and you bring this up: if Auburn, if were Auburn to beats beat them. Alabama, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I'll just put it this way: Auburn with two losses, if they won the SEC. Would you feel comfortable I, with them going over Alabama? I was going to say I would probably I would probably still have Bama ahead of them, as bad as that is. I don't is. think Bama's going to lose. I don't think so either. That game's in Tuscaloosa, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> I picked Bama. I think Bama's the best team in the country. I still think they're the best team in the country. 
Um, you can make an argument that this is the best version that Nick Saban yep. has had uh, in his entire run here, this tenure. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say some games mm -hmm. for Washington, and I want to transition for, for Washington-USC because right. I think that's the game of the week. Um, I can't wait to get up there. Yeah. I haven't been to the new Husky Stadium since they Nor redid I, it. Yeah. In fact, uh, I called the last game in the old Husky Stadium. It was an Oregon win. Um, in old Husky Stadium. But I'm going back up there. So now we've got ranked number 20 USC, mm -hmm. which they should be. I thought the yeah. AP and the coaches totally missed the boat on USC. Ranked USC, five-game win streak, traveling to Seattle to face Washington. This team, and this is what I love about it. It's not just that, like, oh, man, USC's improved. This is a different version with number yep. 14 at quarterback. Oh, yeah. there, there's no doubt. Sam Darnold has transformed the program. He's transformed, more importantly, Matt, the offense. Yep. And I know you love his style of play. I, lo I love his style of play. Um, I I've, I've gotten to know him this year in the offseason. He's just a grinder, man. He loves, he loves ball. Like, he loves playing this position. He wants to be great. And I got I to gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I, I didn't expect him to be this good because he's still a redshirt freshman. never played a down before this season. We but saw him in the spring. We saw him I, in the I didn't think that you this weren't was high possible. On, yeah, you weren't high. I mean, not high on him, but we're just saying, oh, okay, good arm. He's kind of he's unorthodox in yep. the way he plays. But I, but I got to tell you, man, he, is, he has been, uh, like you said, a complete turnaround for this team. And, and obviously – it's not just, I mean, the obvious one, okay, he can run. He can extend plays. And, and, that's, and, and that's great. And it helps. But he's so accurate. Yeah. He, he can throw the ball downfield. He, you know, he reads the ball. He doesn't force. I mean, he has, what does he have, four interceptions this year. He doesn't force the ball. I think he's 20 and four. Um, touchdown yeah, 20 and four. So it, it's, it's really incredible. And, and I remember talking to some coaches this summer. And even though Max Brown got the start, everyone was so, like, Sam Darnold has that it factor. Yes. We always they were saying, like, yes. this guy just has it. He, he's got that innate ability to make plays. The receivers love him because he, because he extends plays. And, like, he just kind of has that. He oozes that. And that's what we're seeing. And it's, it's unbelievable. And I think this is going to be just a great quarterback duel because both these guys are the two best quarterbacks in the conference, in my opinion. This, yeah, right this, now. Right now, the way they're playing. Um, a key matchup, and I know you're calling this game, but the matchup that I'm excited is, to see is John Ross versus Adore Jackson. Oh, I was going to say, please say that matchup. That, I, I can't I, wait for that. It is, it is two of the best in the country. And John Ross, for everyone that you know, suffered the injury last year, missed, I think, all the first game, right? Uh, he missed, missed the entire missed season. Missed the entire season. In fact, he's missed. He's, he's had back-to-back -back injuries now, so he hasn't been himself in – Two years? He's, he is an unbelievable talent when the ball's in his hands. He can stretch the field. He, you know, they get him the ball in, a, in many different ways. And I just think Adoree Jackson is a special type of player, yeah. too. That's going to be just a fun matchup because if Adoree can, can take him out, you know, we'll see how that can disrupt this offense. But This is going to sound crazy. I don't think Adoree's fast enough. I know that. Listen, I know what I just said. But when I watch John Ross he's live, got, he's, I'm like, yeah. wow. Um, mm. I mean, but again, that's why I can't wait yeah, to no, see No, I know. Yeah, you're right. I, you know? John Ross has got that, that extra gear, that, that, that wiggle, gone. He's gone. Where you Dory, know those guys that are just as fast in their pads as they are in, like, a track suit? Reggie Bush. The, Reggie he's Bush. Here. I played with one. Yeah. John, that's John Ross. <laughs> I played with guys who were slow, no game speed, but could run on the 40, could run a 4-4. <laughs> right. But then when they get the pads on their 4-6. <laughs> uh, 
don't want to go that direction. What are you What are you looking for in this game? I mean, so so a couple of things. One is is uh, USC's run game is so much more improved with Sam Darnold at quarterback, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily because of the way he runs the ball, but he can. Right. It's because of his ability to threaten the defense down the field. If you look at his yards per attempt and yards per completion as compared to what Max Brown's war- was, it's not even in the Max same Brown neighborhood. Max four or five. Or it was the same dink safe. and dunk yeah. that we've seen from you know, Sark yeah. and Lane Kiffin. Right, right. And the fact now that they're actually like attacking the defense pulls the safeties back, creates softer coverage. It creates more of a strain on the second level, the linebackers, because, one, they're being called on to do more in pass protection, and they don't quite have the help behind them as right. far as support players go um, in, in, the, uh, in the run game. So what happens is what you've seen the last couple of weeks. Ronald Jones goes off <laughs> 394 yards in the last couple of games, um, albeit against Cal and Oregon, and I understand how bad those defenses were. I Trust me, I, I get it. However, that's the one area where you've got to attack Washington's mm-hmm. defense because as good as they have been, that's, Utah was able to run it a little bit. That's the one area where you can Arizona get them because they're them, undersized at the yeah. linebacker position, as good as Keyshawn Bieria is. They lost Mathis for the year. They lost Joe huge. Mathis, who's an outside linebacker yeah. for them. Azim Victor is a guy who's a bit undersized. So they've got like big safeties playing linebacker, which is great when you're playing a team that plays in space. But if USC gets big, can attack down the field with guys like Juju Smith-Schuster and, and um, uh, Deontay Burnett yeah. and those a young guy that's been playing, yeah, really well, been playing really well, I think they can run the ball. So that's the matchup. I, I know I didn't give you like an, an no, I know. one. That's the one that I think is most important for the outcome of the game. D- defensively is the biggest issue always for USC. And they've gotten better and they've improved. And, and granted, you know, they haven't played great opponents. But, they, I mean, Oregon offensively is still really good. They held Oregon to under and three yards of carry. I guess the biggest thing I'm curious to see is can they hold up that Rasheem Green, guys are playing better inside, they're, they're more physical. But Washington is so good. Mm. They're so balanced. When they're not running the football, Jake Browning's throwing it. When they're not throwing it well, you know, they're running the football well. That's what we saw against Utah. And... I'm just wondering if USC can hold up against them for four quarters. Obviously, the way USC has been running, you know, keep their defense fresh. But that's the biggest thing. Um, I do think Clancy Pendergast, USC's deep corner, has done a great job with personnel and getting the most out of his players and coming up with different schemes, different ways to attack these offenses. Uh, and it'll be interesting. It, uh, USC certainly has the speed, the talent, the athleticism to – at least make it difficult for Jake Browning yeah. at times, and they just offense, have to—they just have to—they have to play clean. They have to play clean football, and and we'll see. But that's going to be a fun one, man. I'm jealous. I'm I jealous. Know. <laughs> it's going to be—it's going to be really fun. Lamar Jackson is a clear Heisman guy right now, oh, but yeah. I bring this up just to say. Jake Browning's a p- pretty clear number two. Any, He's going to New York. Any other year, he'd win it. <laughs> I agree. I mean, right? 34 touchdowns, only three interceptions. Um, you talk about second in the nation as far as yards per attempt, and he does it from the pocket. So the, the leader in yards per attempt uh, this season is Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. He does it from outside of the pocket. Mm-hmm. Break the structure of the offense down, get outside, get D.D. Westbrook going. Browning, man, he's, he's one of those surgeons from right – I mean – he throws the ball down the field with great accuracy. He probably needs a little stronger arm for John Ross because Ross <laughs> is, is so fast. Um, but I can't wait. But you're to watch right. Brown yeah, I mean, he, like you said, he's a surgeon in the pocket. He just is so smooth. He's accurate. He's got a good arm, obviously. 
Um, he's athletic enough to make plays. He, he runs around a little bit. He keeps defenses off balance. I got a great story True about Browning, crazy. Browning, too. Um, real quick, before I get to the story, I want all of you on Facebook, remember to f- share the show and also um, throw up your prediction for USC-Washington. Remember that game's in Seattle, so throw up your prediction. Uh, we've got USC by 14. USC beats Washington. Mark it down, mm. says Sean. So a lot of USC love. Uh, but give us your prediction for that game up in Seattle. So Jake Browning, um, in this day and age of individual quarterback coaches and Elite 11 and oh, yeah. you know all these stars studded, you know, how many stars did you have? How many trips did you take? Um, where did you go? Who's officially recruiting you? So on and so forth. This guy... Who, by the way, set the national his touchdown <laughs> record. His his he had a hundred and I don't even oh, know what it was, but right he here. had over well over a hundred touchdowns in his career. Are you ready for this? It's two hundred. He finished his high school career um, with eleven hundred and ninety-one completions <laughs> for sixteen thousand seven hundred and seventy-five yards and two hundred and twenty-nine touchdowns. Two hundred twenty-nine touchdowns. Threw ninety in high touchdowns school. as a senior. That's ninety. <laughs> Okay, so he's incredibly highly recruited. Guess where he took an official visit to? One official visit. Boise State. Boise State. Because he wanted to play for, for Chris, Chris Peterson. Peterson. Yeah. Didn't go to the Elite 11. Didn't have an individual quarterback coach. Didn't do any of these special passing academies. Like I said, didn't take all these trips. He went to one college camp. One. Was Boise he, State. Not, not that it matters because we know recruiting is all over the place, but was he a five-star recruit? Um, I no. He wasn't. But I've, I think my point is, if he does all of those things, right. he is. Right. That's where recruiting has Got it, gotten yeah. a little bit jumbled up. Uh, the coaches said that they're, they have him at the Boise State camp. So he's in Boise. And um, all of a sudden, <laughs> the light's on in the coach's offices one night. I can't, this is summertime. It's a high school camp, right. right? Light's on. They're thinking, like, great, some kid is, you know, I don't know, smoking dope. I mean, you know, you're, the worst comes to mind, right? It's a high school camp. You know right, what I mean. Right, yeah. all right, listen, this is, we all know what, they're high school kids, right? They're idiots. So they're like, who is in the coach's office? Is the lights on? What's going on in the coach's? Jake Browning at 1130 at night in the summer at Boise State's high school camp watching film. Wow. True story. Wow. So Chris Peterson's like, Phew. He's my guy. guy. He's, he's our guy. He's our guy. So when so he did went he, did to he commit Washington, to Boise State, and uh, then I believe followed he verbally committed, verbally? and it's a lot like um, I think it reminds me a lot of uh, Art Briles uh, getting Robert Griffin III to commit to Houston, and then he right. took him to Baylor, and that kind of changed everything. Um, so Jake Browning was kind of Chris Peterson's guy ever since he was sitting in the facility at 11.30 at night watching film. I thought you'd get a kick out of that That story. That is pretty funny. Did you ever do that? No, not in high school. I was such a little The only camp, the only, this is, this is, I mean, great story. I got to leave out some details, but (laughs) I went to uh, uh, Michigan was only going to offer me, I was really close to going to Michigan, um, Michigan or USC at the time. You're not a Michigan guy. I'm not, and that's why I stayed home, but I, I, I I fell in love with Michigan, and the only way they would offer me a scholarship was if Lloyd Carr saw me throw in person. So they didn't watch the tape. Huh? They didn't want, they, they, all the quarterbacks they ever offered, they had to throw, they had to see throw in person, whether it was at modern day, my high school. Um, so my best friend still hey, to this day, Lloyd also didn't start Tom Brady. So what does he know? Listen, go ahead. All right, listen, go ahead. I go, I go there and my best friend. And so this will just, I mean, 
That's funny. You know, obviously Jake Browning studying at 11 o'clock and what I was doing at 11 o'clock the night before a practice. Um, my best friend still to this day's brother played on the team. So it was, it was Dave Terrell. Um, John Navarre was going to be the starter that following year. Okay. And uh, so I throw. I throw in the big house. It was a great experience. Throw in the big house. He offers me a scholarship in his office. And that night, and if we have any Michigan viewers out there, Rick's Cafe, the greatest bar restaurant establishment, and I was definitely not 21. But I'll tell you what, I had a great night in Rick's, and I think they might have had to carry all of us. It was me, um, Casey Paz. Remember Casey Paz? Yes, I do remember Corey, Casey. Uh, Corey and Casey Paz, the younger one, we were the same year. We were out there together. Uh, we had a fun night, so... <laughs> Maybe, yeah, Jake Browning. Good for you, buddy. Uh, well, hey. The point is, I didn't go to Michigan, so it didn't matter. It doesn't but, matter because you uh, still went and won a national championship and won a Heisman. Now, if, like, if he had a better career than you, everyone would be like, well, see, you should have yeah, studied. Yeah, see, oh, you'd like to party in high school too, huh, Liner? That's what we're going to see on Twitter, but it's fine. Oh, I love it. I enjoyed it. I, I literally, it, I literally was at Rick's just... I, it was just one of those nights where I was... I think they had to say, hey, dude, we got to get out of here. I was just like 18, 17. So, when you went to shake Lloyd's hand at the Rose Bowl after you beat him down by two touchdowns, did you say, like, Rick's Cafe? <laughs> no, I didn't. That would have been but great. I know. That would have been legendary. Second only to the What's Your Deal game Rick's between Cafe, Harbaugh and Applebee's at Oklahoma. Can you please tell the Applebee's story? You know what? I, people, when, when we went out there, you had the game Oklahoma-Houston. So, hold Houston. on. Matt's being recruited by Oklahoma. They thought I was throwing shade at Oklahoma. I was not throwing shade. So, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm being recruited by Oklahoma. So right after they won the national I championship. Ver, I ver, okay, so the, the, I verbal to USC over Michigan prior to my senior year to get it out the way. Uh, Paul Hackett. Tough that whole Five-star problems. I was not. I was like a three-star. Maybe four-star. I don't know. Paul Hackett, the, the staff gets fired. So, I... I I basically decommit, and you know Pete Carroll hadn't got hired yet. Norm Child, those guys. So Oklahoma. Hey Norm, Oklahoma, what's up, Norm? Hey Matthew, Matthew. Uh, so so Bob Stoops comes in real hard because I I I, I really just narrowed it down so early that sure. all these teams really just so he comes back much. into the fold. So he kind of comes back and he starts heavily recruiting me. They come out for a house visit, meet the family. So I the only other official, I took two official recruiting trips, one to USC and one to Oklahoma. So you can imagine my one to USC, Beverly Hills. We went to Keyshawn Johnson's restaurant at the time, wine and dining. It's just different, obviously. So we go to Oklahoma. Yes, it is. Yes, and it, it was is. a great experience. And all the Oklahoma fans, I loved it. It was amazing. Um, they're, compete, they're getting ready to play Florida State in the national championship, which they win. Josh Heupel's the quarterback. So I'm out there for, for national championship bowl practice. It was awesome. And Norman, I was like, this is awesome. You know, didn't fit there. I could kind of feel it already, but I was just having a great time. And the second, the big night in a recruiting trip, right, is like the Saturday night or whatever. We, we go, and we're just sitting there, and, you know, I'm Orange County kid, and we go to Applebee's. <laughs> Applebee's, this is weeks after I just go, you know, steakhouse and this and that. And like, oh, my God. And we go to Applebee's in Norman. And I'll never forget, Joel. Oh, I was like, and it's, there's no shade being thrown here. I, I love it. I love Applebee's. I like Applebee's. I like Chili's. I like all those kinds of restaurants. But the, I call my Two mom. Two for 20, baby. I call Two my for mom. And I go, I never forget. I walk out. Mark Mangino was on the staff. Yes, was that's right. I, 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 uh, I call my mom. I go, Mom. And I was a mama's boy. I was like, you'll never guess where I'm eating dinner. She goes, where? I go, Applebee's. And we just started cracking up. So when we went out there, I tweeted something about oh. Applebee's. I think we drove by it. But oh, I had a great man. experience. So people, people 
you know, it was just different. It's just you talk about Norman, Oklahoma to Los Angeles. So I can just see it, it now. You're all sitting out. there, and Bob's like, "Hey, hey, it's a big night. <laughs> Whatever appetizer you want, boys. <laughs> you want the nachos? You got the nachos. You want the nachos? <laughs> Get the loaded nachos. That's right. That's right, Maddie. We want you here." Do you have any good recruiting trip stories? No, did you no, I didn't get. I did like I got recruited by <laughs> I didn't mean three to say Division like that, two but, schools. Yeah, but did you? Did you? I did take did a take trip. An unofficial I, or I took I took three official visits to South Dakota State, Jackrabbits. What's up? North Dakota State and Northern Colorado, and I took them in January. So I'm in Fargo, North right, Dakota, so in January. And we went into the Fargo <laughs> Dome, and I was like. Absolutely oh, not. No. <laughs> like, no way am I um, going here. Um, I also took a recruiting trip to Odessa Junior College for baseball. Texas A&M actually wanted me to go to Odessa and right. play baseball, and I yeah, just but decided. You, yeah, but you're, you had a different experience. It was a different path. You baseball, yeah. It was a different path. Which is awesome. I will tell you, <laughs> let me get to some of these scores. <laughs> I know story time is so fun, though. Should, should we talk uh, about a game or games? I, or can, can I tell you? So this is, like, about the same time of, of life, right? You're being recruited. I go right after graduation, and I'm in minor league baseball. Right. Okay? And I love this. I love that I can tell this because it's the Internet. So we didn't shower at school in high school. Like, we would always were, just, like... Were you ashamed or what? No, we just never, like, we just never did it. It just wasn't a thing. We didn't do it either. Yeah, okay. So, you know, you, you would just go home and shower. Well, when you get to base, like, get to minor league baseball, that's part of it. Like, you can't, like, get, get dressed and, like, drive home. I'm going to be like, what are you doing, weirdo? Like, you just took off your jock and you got it sat in your car. So, I'm, like, getting myself pumped up, you know? I'm like, all right, this is it. This is my first gang shower, you know? Like, this is, it's on right here. So I go, and, and I go into the shower, and, and in the minor leagues, there's, it's so eclectic. You know, right. guys from all over the country and all over the world. You know, we had a couple of players from Korea. We had a lot of Latin Americans. And, you know, culturally, I'm kind of in shock. Right. I'm from Denver, Colorado, you know, and I'm like all of a sudden there's all these languages being spoken. I'm walking into my first gang shower. That's right. That's what I call it. It's a, it's a gang shower. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm trying to just like stare at the wall and like, you know, I'm like, You're just like, please I'm let like, me get yeah, out of here. Don't look, don't look. I'm keeping my head up. You know, I'm like, don't look anywhere. We're, this is, we're all wondering where this is going right now. Oh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> And so all of a sudden, I just hear this, like, big laugh from behind, like, behind and to the left. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? It was literally like a cookie monster laugh. So I, I quickly, like, rinse my hair off, and I kind of look over my left shoulder like this. And <laughs> one of the Latin players was peeing on his buddy right there in the shower with his hands on his hips. <laughs> and that kid had his eyes closed because he was like under the water so he can't feel it because it's just all warm water so he's just laughing right that's your <laughs> first like, shower I'm experience like, what is going on so then the guy the, the guy who's getting the golden version <laughs> opens his eyes and he looks over and then it's on they start throwing blows <laughs> in the shower I'm, I mean, it was like it's flying everywhere boy I mean it's wham 
they're throwing punches, and I just left. Like, I still had soap on me. I left and dried off <laughs> and went home. For <laughs> Forever. Every time I walked in the shower from then on, the oh. rest of my career, whether it was baseball or football, in the back of my mind, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> So that was there's it. So, I, I, we can't, there's, there's, we can't say a lot of shower stories, but there's... That, that is an it. interesting place in a locking room, locker room. All of those stories brought to you by our esteemed producer, Jason Kleinman. Hey. Uh, hey. Sean Foley says USC is going to win. Nate says 45-20 UW. Craig says Washington by 17. Joshua thinks UW's going to roll. Travis thinks UW's going to roll. Steve, UW in a close one. Steven says U- USC beats Washington 28-24. SC for life. Hashtag Fight on hashtag SoCal Brocal Matt Brothers for Life. Hey, <laughs> don't 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 you the USC beat Col- oh, Okay, that's right. They that's they did. Yes, they did. I'm telling I'm, you, man. I'm calling. I'm, I'm telling you, USC's got a great shot. This what? is it. This is. I think Chris Peterson would have rather they be five in the rankings. He did not want them to be like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, finally we're getting some respect. I think he wanted them. I'm calling another five. upset this week. Who? Do you know what I'm? Do you know what it is? Arizona's not beating Colorado. No. Okay, then who? Think about it. SC over Washington? No. Texas over West Virginia. Ooh. After all that shade you I'm were throwing it. at Deontay Foreman last week. I know. Week. I'm, I'm on it. I was thinking. We I'm broke out the Heisman. He's we definitely he's still it. not in my top five Heisman, but he's a good player. <laughs> he's a good player. That's, that's, my, that's, my, upset, that's my upset alert. Obviously, USC Texas Washington. over West Virginia. I, don't, I just I I have like a feeling. I like that. I've never bought into West Virginia this year. I think they're good. I, I think Texas at home. The thing about Texas is it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this. If they can just keep going that way, the way they run the football, I don't know. Charlie Strong has said he's the only coach I, in America that's had eight job-saving wins. I'm just in his I'm rooting for him so hard because I just I love the way his team plays for him. Yes, and again, I do love at, that. At, that, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you got to win. But I just, I, I love the fact this team loves him. Deontay yes. Foreman, that story where he just loves Charlie yes. Strong. They're trying to... He's throwing I, a lot of staff members under the bus to get yeah, there. Yeah, that... Not like that, but his team I does love I understand that, him. and I understand that. But I just think the players play hard for no him. No doubt. And I always no respect coaches who can get that in, in, in really difficult situations. So that's my, that's my upset alert pick here. I like that. Well done. All right, buddy. Fun Matt Liner, story Heisman, time. Heisman Trophy winner. We got a few stories out there. We got um, some great stories. Those are some that. good stories. Uh, hey, big <laughs> thanks to Dr. Pepper for sponsoring the program. We're going to be na- back next week. Now, quick programming note. Next week, remember the rankings come out a little bit later. So I believe, Jason, 6, right, or 6.30? Six, between 6 and 6.30. Between 6 and 6.30 Pacific time. So that's 9 to 9.15, 9.30 Eastern time. Uh, that we'll get all cranked up and ready yep. to go on breaking the huddle. I'm pretty sure that we're going to try to tell a couple more stories because that was I'll, I'll hilarious. Minor league baseball is filled <laughs> well, with stories. I, you have, I was just thinking of some more shower stories that we can't say on the show. <laughs> but people, that, people could imagine. <laughs> with that, we're out.